Hey yo, it's the two Jew crew, robbing you, Seth. Run your mouth, express yourself, voicing our concerns and relieving your stress. And yeah, we do this shit for free, but you can pay in respect. Steady dropping knowledge and the issues are fresh. Yeah, the show is live, but we do it to death, most death. You know that no one does it better than us. But don't listen with your kids, cause we're likely to cuss. Weighing in on some dope topics. Lend an ear while we talk our shit. Cause you know we bound to be so profound. Make you think a little when we push it down. Let us do the talking, just relax and unwind. Laugh your ass off, baby, have a good time. Robin Youssef, yeah, we something sublime. Run your mouth, bitch, yo, we out of our What's minds. up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth Podcast. I gotta Rip tell you something, Harrington. I think I look way sexier from this mic angle. I think it's the beanie, dude. Is it the beanie? Is Hell it just man. it just covering the hair makes such a difference? I'm not gonna lie, dude. I've been doing really well this winter because of the beanie. Can I tell you? I, I really I don't really want to throw this out there, but I was not getting laid at all. And then I finally had to give up on covering my horrible hairline. And since I just started throwing a hat on again, my percentages are way up. I mean, don't be fooled. Women are shallow. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what your New Year's resolution is, but mine is. I'm, I'm thinking if I just put all my focus into being less bald, I can fix this. I mean, that's that's a little late for that, Rob. No, no, no. I'm just going to, if I use all my mental energy into just regrowing my hair, if that's all I do, I'm pretty sure I can make a comeback here. I mean, if that's all you do, that eliminates like showering and brushing your teeth. You're going to be left with a no, much that, bigger that, issue. That's part of the process of maybe I'll have to neglect my teeth a little bit. That's true. If I'm going to put all my energy into the hair thing, and then we'll figure out the teeth thing later on. We'll see how that goes. Let me ask you this. It seems to me like you've already cut some LBs. Yeah, man. How much are you down? I don't know. I don't get on the scale anymore, man. It's like that's defeatist mentality. I just feel good. Oh, interesting, because if you saw how much you lost, you feel like it would demotivate you because you'd be like, hey, I'm done. I've done it. Yeah, I mean, like, I've how many times have you said the words like, oh, I lost 15 pounds? And then, like, you just keep that in your back pocket till you're back up 30. Because you feel good about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that. Uh, I used to do that in my last office with sales. I sometimes didn't want to track it because if you feel like you've already won the fight, you know, then you don't want to get back in there and keep tr- keep plugging away. So I get where you're coming from. Yeah. Plus, it's like, you know, if I get on and it's only 12 pounds, not 15, it's like, ah, fuck it. What is this worth anyway? I'm getting Haagen-Dazs on the way home. Right, right, right. <laughs> 100%. I, uh, I'm i eating real unhealthy because uh, I had to shift my my goal for the year, which was uh, right at the end of, like, you know, December, I started uh, drinking a whole lot more. So then I was like, okay, I have to stop drinking, <laughs> which is so much easier than stopping the cookie eating or putting shit on Instagram. So... I'm, I'm, I, it's like a great strategy. You ramp up your drinking in December, so you have to quit in January, and then you don't have to fix other stuff. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you made you already made a big life change. Yeah, I mean, it was a huge lifestyle change. That's it. You're good. That's, That's your true. one for the year. And and I gotta say, it's easy, man. I don't know. Cookies, cookies is difficult. Promoting yourself is difficult. Not drinking, it's easy. It's nothing. Is promoting yourself really that difficult, Rob? Yeah, yeah. It's like you got to turn on a whole different part of your brain. All right, last Mike Harrington question for you, and then I want to get into the news a little bit over here. Uh, so, what is your diet strategy? It seems that sometimes you're just all you're, you're a little bit you're real addicty. You're on or off. When you're eating, you'll go out and get seven French toasts in the middle of the day. Hell yeah! And when you're not, you just kind of eat healthy or 
No, I mean, like, honestly, I was watching Kevin Smith on uh, on Rogan, yeah. you know, and it, he like he kind of talked about the intermittent fasting thing. But I think it's, you know, it's more just, a, you know, I eat when I'm hungry. I don't eat when I'm bored anymore. And I okay. think that's the biggest thing. Like, I've seen you a number of times just sitting around here being like, I don't want to send these proposals. I'm going to go get cookies. You yes. know what I mean? I'm going to go get cake. And like that to me is where the weight gain comes in. It's like the, you know, walking home. I have not like I, my unwind time is going to be spent with a pint of Ben and Jerry's. Just cut that out. Like if I'm not actually actually hungry just you know that's the only time i eat so i've gotten it down to like one meal a day most of the time you're just eating one meal a day i mean for the most part it's just i eat when i'm hungry and you know like if i wake up in the morning and i'm like oh man i'm super hungry it's like no you're not it's just like you know your body has plenty to like you know live off of you know so like i'll, I'll eat like one big midday meal and then i don't know maybe a is the mid tonight. is the midday meal a healthy meal or is it just chaos no it's it's chaos and that's that's the issue where like i really do like it's one meal a day of chaos yeah so but he talked about like this interesting idea of like this diet it's called like the just sides diet which i'm i'm genuinely thinking about trying out where he starts only eat side dishes yeah so it starts with only potatoes (laughs) right so it's like you can have i don't do sides i don't know if you know that about me I have noticed that about you, actually. I don't do it's sides. It's chilling to see you never come back with a bag of chips, but four sandwiches. <laughs> I don't do sides. Uh, so this Sides this, are for suckers. Sides are not for Give suckers. Give me the fucking meal. You're insane. So the, the I just had that on a date once. <laughs> we were ordering. like I was ordering for the both of us. She showed up late, and I was just... I, I, I enjoy ordering like an obscene amount of food, even if I know I'm not going to eat it. Do you do that at a restaurant? Like sometimes it's just fun to the I, best. Yeah, just fun ordering like nine different plates, and even if I just sample everything, that's the fun of it. Dude, Derek Gaines used to talk. That's how Patrice used to eat, and that's what terrifies me because that is that is my dream life. You know, like if money was no option, that's how I would treat every single restaurant it, experience. It's just a thrill to order multiple plates. Some yeah. of them hit the spot, some of them don't. Th- that's the fun a, of it. I want a little bit of everything. Yeah. So I was uh, I was at like a barbecue spot and. They had the the big tray. Maybe it was forty. It's not like it was a crazy thing. It was might have been forty bucks, but it was just the two. I was like, we're getting the whole tray, and then you had the option for sides, and I was just like, I don't do sides, and they they were convinced at I was going to murder them at a barbecue place. I said, like, I don't do sides. I don't care. I just want to eat some brisket and move on with my life. You go to the barbecue place for the sides. No, it's all about the baked beans. It's all about the cornbread, the the macaroni and cheese. So. You- I like I like seeing the spread in front of me, but no, I'm there for the brisket and I'm moving on. You know what I like for a side? Maybe a little bit of rice, maybe some peppers, and that's it. Past that, sides are dead to me. I'm furious at this take. This is the worst thing you've ever said. <laughs> this is way more controversial. This is what you should get a fucking episode pulled for. Like, like yeah. fucking psycho <laughs> for defaming side dishes. Uh, yeah, Yosef. Too bad Yosef wasn't here for this one. He would have a hot take on side dishes. I don't think it'd be a hot take other than they're fucking great, asshole. All right. Well, so I'm you were so angry now. So you were saying, what's your one big meal? Uh, I like, you know, it depends. Like, you know, like you said, I'll get the cannoli stuffed French toast sometimes just right. because like, you know, fuck it. And that's your one We're meal doing of the it. day. Yeah. I got you. You're not going to want to eat food after that. You're not going to like, you're not going to want to see a mirror. You're not going to want to do anything. Right. Just, just nap. Just call it a day. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Okay. First thing I want to bring up, I know that this uh, has already been discussed, but listen, you tune in because you want to hear what we got to say on shit. So we're going to break it down. I want to play the Acacio Cortez dancing video. Which Harrington, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen this. I mean, of course I have. So when this first came out, it was labeled as uh, Acacio Cortez. In and by the way, how's her name formally pronounced? I'm I'm epically bad with this stuff usually. I mean, come on, man, you're going to me for this? Yeah, I'm asking you. I believe it's Alexandria or Acacio Ocasio Cortez. And but how do they? They usually abbreviate it just ACC. 
AOC. AOC. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> ACC A- is where the Clemson Tigers play football. Right. AOC. Okay. Well, we'll just say. How about let's just call her Alex. I feel like we're we're close with her now. Alexandria. Sure. All right. <laughs> no, I, I like Alex. You like Alex I for call short. Skrillex. Maybe just Al. Al. No, it's, I do call Allie. Alex Al all the time. How about Allie? Mm, Alexandria. I don't. I don't. Let's like, call her that's Alexandria. A Congresswoman, sir. Do not call her Allie. <laughs> we'll call her Alexandria. We'll get there. Don't worry. I'm going to hang out with her at some point. This is going to happen. Mm. Yeah, I've read a lot of sales book. You know, if you just will it, you you envision in your mind. All right. So see, believe, achieve. They found this video of her dancing, and they said that it was when she was in high school. And someone actually tweeted it to me because I've talked about her on uh, part of the problem. They tweeted at me. Where's has anyone checked in on Rob? Is he okay since this video came out? Um, and so I went to watch the video and I was, I was playing and I was like, oh my God, I didn't even realize she was this hot. Like I was like, Jesus, I didn't realize she was this thin. And then I saw that it was when she was in high school and I felt like a real creep. (laughs) But, but then it turned out that it was actually when she was in college and I felt good about myself again. I'm like, this isn't that I have a strange taste in women. You're looking at me like you don't even think she's attractive. No, I'm looking at you like, I think it's your go-to when you find a chick hot to go all the way back on her Facebook page till you find the high school pictures. Well, it's always fun. I, I've had that moment where uh, you're being a creep and you're working your way back and then suddenly one catches her eye and you're like, now we're talking. And then you realize it's high school prom and you're like, oh boy, <laughs> there's something wrong with me. Especially, no, wrong. Di- like Facebook should just automatically pull that shit off, you know? <laughs> especially given the fact, like I know the women you date and they are significantly older. So it's always going to be like <laughs> Polaroids that have like a picture of a Polaroid that's on Facebook now. <laughs> There should be like a creep warning on Facebook when you're working your way back too far. Just letting you know, uh, in like, you know, like when you're swimming or something and it lets you know you're at like the deep end, it should be yeah. the at 18 years old, like now you're a creep. It Facebook just, buoys. Yeah, Facebook buoys. That's, uh, we should write them. We should let them know about that. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, all right. By now, we don't have to play because it, it, it's visual anyways, and I'm sure everyone saw this video. So when it first came out, uh... I think some of us were alarmed by it. And then others, like I saw uh, D Lemon over on CNN saying, who cares? This is a college chick and she's she's out dancing. Who cares about this? Um, and I don't know. Did you think there was anything weird about it when you saw the video? No, I mean, it's clear this is a person who has wanted to be in, you know, the media spotlight for a long time. Of course, she's going to be doing things like this when she's in college. And it's a way to, like, get your name out. Like, think about when she was in college, dude. That's like the heyday of, like, uh, YouTube videos going viral and something right. like this. I could see it. So it makes total sense to me. Well, th- so that was my first thought is that firstly, it did kind of give an insight. Take it from a self-absorbed person putting out podcasts to see someone else and go, hey, there's something a little bit self-absorbed here. There's something looking for a little spotlight. There's something a little bit uh, creepy in the personality to just tape yourself doing this dance. There's something seemed off about it. The other thing that is strange is like, I'm just a bit weary of people who enjoy life this much. When you see people this smiley, this happy, those are the ones who think government can just provide shit for people. It's one of the, it's, it's people who are this cheerful who go, hey, the, the, the government is going to give you puppies and we're just going to have glitter everywhere. It's the same stupidity. If you can cut loose like that and be that smiley, you're the same idiot who thinks that government can just provide everything for people. And then also, how do I trust a person like, like, be a normal person, get, get hammered. What are, what are you doing? This is college. All right. Okay, and so here we have it. I found uh, a, a video of the news breaking down the Alexander Ocasio-Cortez video, and I want to play that here now. All right, this morning, a lot of folks talking about this leaked video of new U.S. Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's the youngest member to ever serve in the House. This video of her dancing was back in college and shared on social media 
originally as an attempt to sort of discredit her, but Rachel joining us now. How do you think, by the way, can you pause it for a second? Was it what creep found this video? How do you think someone tracked, do you think someone from the college like emailed it to Breitbart to go, hey, here's this goofy thing? Or do you think there's some, how do you think someone even found that? I mean, Robbie, I don't know if you know or not, she's, she's really hot and she's on like every fucking news channel. She's in my timeline, my Twitter, everywhere. Like if I had like the drive and determination of creepiness that I did like even three years ago, I would have been the one to find this. Right. That's you so know? interesting. I'm really not that much of a creep. Oh, yeah. I mean, I kind of ribbon myself for being a creep, but people are really creepy. Dog, I'm not going to lie. I had that thought last night. Like, why does Craigslist misconnections exist? If you can't <laughs> find this person on social media, it wasn't meant to be. Like she's married with four kids. Oh, uh, you want to keep that one to yourself, buddy. <laughs> nope. Set it on your podcast. And you know what? It worked. Uh, <laughs> Three in the morning in the bodega searching Instagram. I found her. Wait, wait. You had what you felt was a misconnection at a bodega? No, I had a misconnection at a show last night. Okay. And like I was talking to this chick. It was going great. We go to go inside. Um, and I ended so up... is this person a comic? No, she's a fan. She's a fan of comedy. Yes. At what kind of what kind of show? It was Petey's show, uh, Kumbaya. Okay. Yeah, and it was like a, it's a fun party atmosphere. People were hanging out after, so and you couldn't get her number. No, or? we were standing outside, and like I saw she was freezing, so I was like, "Oh, let's head inside." We head inside. She needed to like go I'll tell her friends warm. that she was I like, "Just shave my beard." Yeah, she like I, I'm assuming she was like telling her friends she was like gonna go talk to me or whatever, and like yeah. have a good night. And I was like legitimately just like gonna talk to her for a bit, get her number, and maybe take her on a date. Um, I got into a conversation with somebody else. I watched her walk out, and I was like, "Ah, like that's like a modern day Cinderella type thing." Because we were vibing pretty hard and then i processed like oh i know from the conversation we had that she knows the guy who like runs the show went to his instagram went in like look for her name like it was a process but i found her and then you hit her up yeah she has she, uh, she left me on red what does that mean like she it's like she's seen my message she's seen that i responded to her she followed me back on instagram right. didn't respond to my message because that vibe that you were picking up on was her being uncomfortable yep probably <laughs> and the her leaving her early was <laughs> trying to avoid you but aside from that i mean you got really good intuitions on these things and i'm sure it's the cinderella moment no keep us uh keep us informed on that she I, that followed might, me back that might uh, that's a good sign i'm inviting her out to my show uh, on thursday next next week uh, anxiety attack. Hell yeah, dog! At the uh, New York Comedy Club, East Village. Unbelievable lineup this week. I it's saw it. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come just to watch the show. You got Gary Goldman. You got Dan Soder. You got BK Chris, Rosebud Baker, and Adrian Rosebud Appalucci, Baker, and Ad just added Nathan McIntosh. Ooh, a lot who of fun. I love Adrian Appalucci is one of my favorite comics. She's to incredible. Watch. She's one of the. There aren't too many people that if they're if I walk into a comedy club and they're up on stage, I'm like shit. That person's on. I gotta go watch. She's one of five people. Right. If Adrian's up, I want to get in there and I want to watch her. She's got some of the best and dark jokes and i love topical jokes she always has great topical shit right i'm assuming gary's gotta be on that list too you're not walking out of a con for me at least i'm never walking out of well, the that room was, if i hear gary goldman is that wasn't that wasn't what i said that's if i walk into a comedy club to hang out at the bar oh okay. and somebody's on stage there's about five people that if they're on stage i'm like oh shit i'm, I'm gonna, gonna leave the bar and go i'm gonna in. go leave I the bar because i want to go see that person on stage and uh, Adrian is on that list, so uh, kudos to her. I will, I will be crashing that. You know, maybe you know. Sometimes you loiter enough, and they end up needing someone. So we'll, we're <laughs> going to do that. Uh, all right. So let's watch this news footage right here. Click play. It's sort of 
backfired. It really backfired, Ben. So things go so quick on the internet, either in your favor or against you, and this in her favor. So yes, as Ben mentioned, this video was back when she was at Boston University. It was a part of a larger video that was actually performed with a bunch of students. Take a look at Twitter, though. It says, well, AOC is officially done. She'll never recover from the world seeing her. Watch this video. Dancing adorably and having fun with her friends. All right, friends you can pause it here. In high school. So I love the way the news the news has changed. Where instead of like the weatherman, they now check in with their resonant hot chick Twitter expert. Hell yeah! <laughs> this is a new segment. There's literally this is the hottest chick you've ever seen. I mean, I, I maybe she's got great news credentials, but this is the new thing where she's like, I predict 400 likes. Or <laughs> <laughs> we'll I this- see a retweet front coming in on the. Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is now news. Is that you need a hot chick who can run Twitter expertise on you? It's like no haters said things like I want to clean her ass with my mouth. Was that a compliment? <laughs> I say so. <laughs> <laughs> it's also can I just uh. It's crazy to me. I really thought when social media came around, I was hoping it would fade away because it didn't interest me. But now the news itself is reactive to social media. It's like a lot of what you see on the news, even like take Donald Trump's Twitter. A lot of the news is talking about Donald Trump's Twitter or even like MMA, which I follow. A lot of it will be like, hey, look at what this. It's amazing to me how the news basically just reports on, hey, here's what happened on social media. Luke Thomas posited that today. He's like, could you stay up to date in MMA if you weren't on Twitter or Instagram? And the answer is probably no, because it's so... Dude, like the news, think about it. The news, this show happens at 5 p.m. every Tuesday. Twitter is 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, that's always going to develop more than a one-hour news program. Yeah, and they're also not forced to put out content. So when someone tweets something, or at least it, it potentially... I get that people put out a lot of garbage, but if you're picking up the one piece of news from someone's Twitter, it's because they put it out because it's news. Right. It's not like the news channel, which just has to run. They're creating news versus like the the news channels which has is to reporting fill on 24 yeah. hours yeah, or yeah. whatever. All right. So now here was the most interesting thing. So to recap, we saw this video of uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and we thought, hey, this person's very self-involved. And I was judging her. When I saw the video, I, there, I, I had that thing that went off in my brain of, ugh, this is gross. But then I found out they edited the video. There's a full video with her and like nine other people. It was like a dance troupe putting out a video and they just cut out her parts to make it look like she recorded her own little thing on a rooftop. Okay. Which changes the entire, my entire perception of it. The fact that you, I even took a dance class in college, dude. That's not shocking. What, that I took a dance class? I mean, I'm surprised you didn't get laid more. In college? Yeah, I mean, you're taking a dance class. That's where you're supposed to be like swinging and driving with chicks, no? Well, that's what I thought. I thought, you know, every once in a while I try and go out and, uh, you know, people seem to know how to dance. I honestly thought if I took a college dance class, I was going to learn how to grind on people. <laughs> I really thought that that's what they were going to teach me. And it was not that at all. It was it was a lot of stretching. It was a lot of these, like, uh, formations. It was a lot of... Uh, and uh, you know why I took that class? It got me out of some requirement for arts. The, yeah. o- the other options was uh, like an art history class or things you'd have to sit down. And I was like, fuck that. I'll just go dance. Hell yeah, dude. I Express my inner queer. Friday night salsa. You took a Friday night salsa? At least Hell salsa yeah. could be helpful. Salsa is more helpful than the dancing I learned. I break it out at weddings. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good party trick. It's great. 
Not to mention, if you go to any of those uh, situations that I was talking about with the grinding, if you start with the salsa, it will lead to a grind. Hell yeah, dog. Whereas if you just don't know how to dance at all, you know, it's it's not going to go anywhere for you. Not only that, like as a story is very own, you should know, man, Donko Key is popping. What the fuck is Donko Key? You've never been to Donko Key? I've never been to Donko Key. You want to, I mean, I'm, it's probably the most fun little club. It's like, it's hood as shit. It was right down the street from my brother's place when he lived in Astoria. So I went a couple of times. And that's a place where it's like, yo, you grab a Puerto Rican chick and you start salsa with her. It's like, oh shit, white boys got moves. Don Cokey. Yeah, man. I, I once had, <laughs> I once got my car towed and this guy couldn't believe I lived in Australia. He's like, yo, you live you live in, uh, in, uh, in Astoria. Every time I go out there, those Greek bitches, they let you put it right in their asshole. First date. And he's like, and I'm just some fat guy. You look pretty good. You can get so much fucking ass pussy and over and I, and he got me really excited for living so there. So much ass pussy? Yeah. You know, he was just, he was just, he was going on. Dude, let me tell you, you ever get your car towed? Those people are fun. Yeah, some of them. Some of them are fucking Some of them fun. really get off on towing people's cars. And they're kind of just assholes. Or maybe they just prepare really weird conversation. They just want to see how, because you're stuck with them. They just want to see <laughs> how, how far they can push it. It was like the original, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They're know. trolling. They're just they're they're really good at trolling their passengers to see how far they can push being ridiculous. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. As soon as I hear the phrase "ass pussy," I'm gonna be like, "Yo, pull over! I'm getting an Uber." Like, right. it's just, I'll meet you at the stop. I'll meet you at the shop. It's I don't crazy. know. I don't know if he actually said the word "ass pussy." Okay. I think I was trying to make him more entertaining than he was, but <laughs> he definitely got me excited for getting laid in Astoria. But I don't know what his game was. I don't even know what those places were. Maybe I got to hang out at the, what was the place called? The Don Lemon? Don Coquie. Don Coquie. It just sounds like there's donkeys and you can do coke there. That's it. That's I what. I mean, you're not far off. There's a lot of coke in that place. All right. Well, it's sober month and who would ever do that drug? Um, okay. So moving on to uh, our next topic, we're talking about Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and there's been this new wave, more women in Congress than ever, Harrington. Uh, we're living in a new world. There's more women than ever in Congress, but I question you this. Is this really something to celebrate when that many of them look like men? You know, is this really that much of an accomplishment? So we actually had a fan hit us up on Twitter. He told uh, uh, he told us that he's not sure if he can even follow the current political conversation until someone evaluates what the best racks are in Congress, which which is fair. I hundred percent. I get it. You know, the only thing I care about in politics. I, I get it. It's important. Um, the thing is, he didn't get us this question or topic until last night. It didn't give us enough time to do a full analysis. It's hard to get pictures from all angles. You got to evaluate things like cir- circumference, potential potential sag, uh, perkiness, what we think nipple colors might look like. What are some other factors in terms of uh, size, um, stiffness? I don't know. What else you got in terms of tit factors? I- Stiffness? That's you sound like a guy who hasn't touched boobs in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh I like uh, a firm titty sometimes, you know? Okay. I mean honestly I don't <laughs> you know, boobs are boobs are what they are, dude. I've never I've never gotten mad at boobs. Boobs are like pizza. Yeah. They're still boobs. Actually, uh I, I you know, who doesn't love big old titties? But I like real thin chicks, so I don't mind if there's not a lot of it's it's not the most important thing to me. Yeah. You you agree? I mean, dude, I almost got married to an A cup. I have. Right. Uh, I it's weird. Like I feel like I hook up with like big boob women, and I date really small boob women. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. But then in your mind, when you jerk off to your memories, you can Frankenstein it. You know. I mean, that's 
That's every jerk session. Yeah, of course. Um, all right. So in the future weeks, you know, we'll get you a full breakdown of the best racks. And, you know, we're going to go really juvenile with this. Like, we'll explore topics like who we think would give the best hand job, whose pussy stinks the worst. Clearly Elizabeth Warren. I You took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's the Indian part of her, you know? <laughs> 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 and <laughs> on that note, people hit me up on Twitter and they were saying, can you lay off all this perky tit talk? Like, wh- why do we have to objectify people like this? And I want to say, I think that some of the people listening to us are actually underestimating how persuasive your looks are. It's actually a crucial factor in life. That's why me and Harrington are where we are in life. Um, and I want to read this. I just read uh, a book. It's called The Social Animal. It's considered a classic in terms of kind of like... Uh, um, if you're if you're into the topic of persuasion, this is a classic. It's a sales classic. And I want to read this paragraph. I put it up on my wall. I thought it was really interesting. Um, and you'll actually learn something. So here we go. It's one paragraph. Physical attractiveness has important consequences in the business world as well. Irene Fries and her associates rated the attractiveness of over 700 young adults and tracked their employment histories, starting just after they attained master degrees in business administration and continuing for a 10-year period. The results are clear. For men, being physically attractive resulted in higher starting salaries. Moreover, this effect did not fade over time as employers got to know them. Rather, attractive men continued to out-earn their less attractive counterparts over the entire 10-year period. For women, being attracted did not affect their starting salaries, but attractiveness began to influence salaries after they had been on the job a while and continued to the conclusion of the study. Attractiveness was rated on a five-point scale. The researchers were able to calculate that each point on the scale was worth about $2,150. Thus, theoretically, if you underwent plastic surgery and improved your looks from a rating of a two to a four, that would be worth $4,300 a year. So if you amortize that plastic surgery of $10,000 over three years, you're in the you're in the black. Yeah, so invest in some fake titties. That's what we were trying to say. <laughs> you get those fake titties, they pay for yourself in just three years. <laughs> Let's go into plastic surgery sales. I wasn't even thinking of that side of the argument. You are killing it. <laughs> Speaking of which, like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been doing some research on this. Kathleen Rice. I don't know if you've seen her. Oh, bring it up. She's got some, you know... Like it's a nice. Here's the thing. She's she's very attractive for an uh, especially for an older woman, and it looks like right here you get like a nice little shot. Can you make it full screen? I can't really see that well. Sure. Um, it looks like she is hot. Like you can see her in oh, a white pretty. shirt here. She has some kind of pattern on the bra. Right. Right. And it's to me. Right. Seems like she might be hiding like some solid C's under there. You see, that's the kind of investigative research that we're going to have to do so that we can bring the full analysis to the fans. And we're going to do that. We're going to do that in the future. Telling you right now, she got that boob job. She'd be a senator by now. What, her? Yeah. Maybe. She's a representative. That's it. She didn't get this piece of information of we're all idiots. Human beings were shallow. And attractiveness is something that we use uh, as a way of evaluating people, even though we shouldn't. We do. And that here, can I tell you something crazy? Uh, Zig Ziglar, he's like a sales guy. I, I don't, he, uh, if you listen to one of his lectures, you might find it inspiring. Or if you saw, you would think who would ever listen to this and enjoy it. You want, you want to pull up like a quick minute of a Zig Ziglar speech? He sounds like, uh, um, an evangelical Christian. And you, you wouldn't think for the life of you. And it wasn't unkindly. But firmly, I said to her, yes, and you know, ma'am, I'm afraid your problem is about to get worse. She said, what do you mean? 
What do you I mean? Said, I believe they're going to I believe. <laughs> I, I'd buy anything this guy is selling. Oh, you would just buy it? No, he's got, I more he's got some table. really inspirational ideas. One is, uh, 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 you know, I'll bring some Zig Ziglar another week. But he, he, here's a good line. He's For motivation, he goes, motivate. It's a bit like bathing. You got to do it every day. <laughs> he sounds a little bit like uh, um, Matthew McConaughey. He's got a little bit of that Matthew McConaughey southern draw. That very, like, I'm going to speak very slowly. Yeah. And what I say... Might not be that important, yeah. but it's got gravitas because I say it like this. Not bad. Not bad. Uh, he once said, you know, it's just a fact of life, the attractiveness. He goes, for example, height. Imagine you're lost in a town. This was pre-GPS days, but you're lost in a town. You run into a group of kids. Who are you going to ask for directions? The biggest one. The tallest one every time. Obviously. The tallest one could be the biggest dumbass, but for yeah. some reason, it's in our brains, it's wired, that for some reason, whoever's the tallest probably is the smartest and more, most authoritative. Uh, well, for children especially, though, the tallest makes me think he's the oldest, and that means like he probably knows what knows roads the most. go where. Yeah. But the point is, he could be the biggest dumbass, but with no other... Cr- with no other uh, things to get a read on these kids with, you're just going to go with the tallest. Yeah, I don't feel that way about adults, though. Do you? Mm, well, this is the crazy thing is if you just look at statistics, CEOs are pretty tall and taller dudes just kind of, um, do fend a little better. So the answer is yes. People, people height does make an impact on, in terms of the way people perceive you. Yeah. That's both of our bosses are far taller than us. Oh, substantially taller than us. I mean, Ralph is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So with that being said, so for all you people out there that think, hey, lay off all the looks talk. Firstly, um, you know, being demeaning to women is really all I have. So don't take that from me. And secondly, this actually is important for the political conversation. So Harrington, you composed the list of politicians who you thought were the most attractive. And so uh, lay us on it. Late, late, late. Oh, my God. I can't talk anymore. Lay it on you? Yeah, thank you. All right, Daddy. Uh, (laughs) I mean, obviously, I think without a doubt, we can all agree. Number one, Miss AOC. Okay. Right? All right. I don't, for some reason, I don't want to put her as number one just yet, but I do. She is very attractive. I give it to you. But she's like crazy broad. I like, you know, have a fun three month summer relationship with. Um, I don't know that she's my number one. Okay, uh, my number two. And then the other thing is, if we're including uh, people's wives, then she definitely falls out of my top three. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, this one here, Elise Stefanik. She's uh, the kind of chubby chick, right? I don't know what she... Nah, she she's a New York congresswoman. Yeah, she's a, li- she's a little bit chubby. Youngest GOP woman ever elected. She does not look chubby, sir. No, no, she's got some thunder thighs. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. You're right. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! More well, because this is exactly who you would pick up at a bar. That's that she's got the look of uh, prettiest young college chick that you'd you'd pick up in a New York City bar. That's chubby to you, Robbie. Yeah, she's got some chunk on her, man. Oh man, she is. She looks delightful. She has birthing hips. She's got the whole look nine. at her arms, man. It's yeah. got flop for for days. Uh, look, I, you can make wavy oceans with that. You can get in and float. You don't even need floaties in a pool. That's it. With the, with. <laughs> In her 40s, she's going to look rough. But yeah, right now... She's not going to age well. That's the mm. point. She's at prime chubbiness. Like, how old is she? 28, 27? I don't know. She's the perfect age to have my children. <laughs> All right. Who's next on your list? Uh, that would be Miss Sarah Palin. All right. Can't, can't, uh, can't argue with that one. Our so, former co-worker portrayed her in a porn parody. There you go. Sarah Palin. Lisa Ann. Nail Palin. Palin. All right. 
Uh, I had Nikki Haley, who we both agreed is a smoke show. Yeah, what? It, but it, she's not, but she is. God, I it's because she's got her shit together in some weird, you know, she'll take care of you, but also suck your dick kind of way. Oh my God. Yeah, dude, she does. She looks like kind of a badass, but also kind of like, you know, she likes getting her hair pulled and spanked when she's getting fucked. Yeah. There's just something about that. There's Plus, some, there's some, okay, Nikki Haley. Southern I resp- girls know how to cook too. I respect the call. Who else we got? Uh, well, let's see here. Uh, I was just looking up this woman, uh, Tulsi Gaber, Gabbard. Not familiar. She's a Democratic congresswoman from Hawaii. Pretty smoking. She kind of looks like a younger Nikki Haley. It's a uh, similar similar look. Younger, browner Nikki Haley. Yeah. Yeah. I can get behind brunette, that. Brunette, boxy face. All right. Let's uh, let's name a couple more and then let's move on. Kirsten Gilbrand. Don't know her. I don't know any of these people. New York State Senator, actually. Big titties uh, I mean, on this chick, huh? Yeah, this one not so much, but look at this. I think you'd be. I think you would be into her. She's got a Sex in the City kind of vibe. Real classy. Very, very classy. All right. Um, and then, yeah, if you want to go into wives, uh, Stephen Munchen's wife. Yeah, she's number one for me. But here's what's weird about Steve. I think it's pronounced Mnuchin, but I'm not sure about Mnuchin. that. So if you look her up, she was a smoke show, but she had this real villain look to her. The best picture is she's got that picture where she's holding the dollar bills when they did the uh, first print from when he took over the job. But there's some other ones, but she's got like a Coella DeVille kind of quality to her, but unbelievably good looking in a real bitchy way. Like, fuck this chick, but I want to fuck this chick, if that makes sense. (laughs) She looks like the kind of mom who would abandon her children. Yeah, yeah. Evil. She looked (laughs) evil, but sexy evil. Like you, you, if you could, you'd have to be really wealthy for this chick to be into you. She would only be into you for your wealth and she'd be around for a little bit and it would be the best lay of your life. And then she's going to leave you crying naked in a gutter. That that's the personality. You really think she's the best lay of your life? Oh, I think she knows how to bring her a game. I I think that's part of her devilish qualities is she knows how to suck the soul out of you so well that you drop your guard. You don't give her a, um, the what's that thing before you get married? Otherwise, they can take her. You don't give her a prenup because you think she really likes you for you. Mm. Two years later, she's being in black dudes with all your cash. God damn. That, uh, <laughs> I don't know why she just got hotter while you said that. <laughs> because there's something that you know she's going to take you for all your worth. But while she's there blowing smoke up your ass, making you think like you're the only one that could have tamed oh. her. Oh, my God. Do you feel like you're the fucking man? But then... It got to her that people were calling her uh, so villainous looking that she changed up her look and she started kind of um, rocking a softer look and I think even a ponytail and significantly less attractive. Yeah, but significantly more presidential. That's true. Is she Well, that's because she's got the look of um, the wife from uh, from House of Cards. Yeah. Yeah. Now, like in that picture, she just looks like that chick, Robin, Robin Wright. Wright. Penn. Yeah, oh. Robin Wright. If she was a legit politician, she would just be number one in those earlier seasons of how she hasn't aged much, though. Even Robin in, Wright? It, over the course of the show? Dude, she hasn't aged since like 1968. Go back and watch Princess Bride. She's still to this day like one of the most hot, beautiful women on the planet. But she's also hot in that bitchy dude way. Like, you, you know. You could just see her stomping on your balls and calling you a bitch. She's like, she's one of the few women I'd want to rip the pantsuit off of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, upcoming, we'll we'll do more segments breaking down the attractive levels of the women of Congress. But now, talking about looking terrible, what we got to pull up is Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, after uh, Trump got up and he gave his uh, address directly to the nation, they decided to do the same. Did you get a chance to watch that? 
I just saw it was two people standing at one podium. I was like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, so it. I'm telling you, when I went to watch it in the first three seconds, I couldn't even peg what is so cartoonish about it. It looked like you were watching an SNL sketch of politicians. It did not even look like these could be the actual politicians. And I was thinking that, I was thinking I was the only person who thought that. Newt Gingrich even wrote that into a Fox article of that there was something so ridiculous about the two of them that it looked like a SNL sketch. Here, why don't you pull up the YouTube? We can play a couple seconds of the uh, of the two of them talking. ...to speak directly to the American people tonight about how we can end this shutdown and meet the needs of the American people. All right, you can pause it Sadly. Here. So I wanted to break down what is it about this that looks so cartoonish, and this is what I came up with. This first is uh, Chuck Schumer has the stare of a dude that's making sure that a hooker is being properly murdered. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like the hooker that found out too much, and he's got to make sure, like, like he's got to stare. You know what I mean? That is an e- that guy can never run for president. He just looks fucking evil. I don't think Chuck Schumer looks like a guy who has to remind himself to blink. To, yes. To seem normal. He looks like you pulled a prop off of a, like, uh, a, not a zombie film, but like a mummy corpse. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, there is. Like something. you would run into that in an Egyptian tomb preserved. <laughs> His hands are even like sitting like it too. Like they're rested over him. Like you just like popped upright out of a sarcophagus. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> and then Nancy Pelosi has a look on her face like she's talking to her husband. He's back from the dead. This is the ghost of her husband. And her face is just saying, for heaven's sake, can you put your dick away? I told you I was a lesbian. (laughs) (laughs) And then it also looks like she called up Hillary and said, can I have those diet outfits you never fit into? (laughs) That one got a little too real. All right. I got one more on the way she's dressed. She's like, can someone get me a dress that looks like I just got out of bed, but that I also look like a couch pillow? That's very fair. Yeah, it looks like it looks like a, a onesie. Uh, and then here's my last joke on this one: is uh, I know it's a shutdown, but does that? Uh, oh, fuck! I got to start this one again. <laughs> I got ahead of myself. You ready? I know it's a shutdown, but does that also extend to the makeup department? Aww. All right, there we go. Looks like she actually does have about four pounds of makeup on, which is terrifying. Like yeah. I would hate to see what she looks like in the morning. Here's the other thing: play play a little more and then pause. Okay. Much of what we heard from President Trump throughout this sense of shutdown has been full of misinformation. Schumer still hasn't blinked. Yeah. So can you, uh, you can pause it again. Can you even really trust someone who can't read well off a teleprompter? She's not good at this. Yeah, I mean, I mm, there is something endearing about that, to be what, fair. What, that she's not good at it? Yes. Yes, because if you're too, like Obama reading off a teleprompter and making it look like he wasn't always made me feel uncomfortable I mean, about it. it was too him. smooth. Yeah. You like it to look a little bit... Uh, yeah, I want it to look like a you... A little rough around the edges. Yeah, dude, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you, the hubris involved of, like, I'm going to get up and address 300 million people about what's going on in our country, yes, that should be intimidating. Right. And by the way, so if you uh, decide to check out this video at home, at minute 148, there's this great moment. Harrington, you would like this if you want to go to it, but it seems like someone had to actually tell Chuck Schumer, like, uh, <laughs> hey, man, move your head. They're confusing you for a corpse. <laughs> President Trump's he literally has this moment where all of a sudden he acknowledges like, oh, I should do something. And he just looks at her goofily and, and starts nodding. President Trump must stop holding the American people hostage. He still like, hasn't broken eye contact. But, dude, Chuck Schumer's looking into my soul. Yeah, it looks like he's going to steal your soul. Thank you. Leader Schumer. Thank you, Speaker Pelosi. He, 
my he doesn't even Americans. look at her when he says thank you did she just call him peter schumer i always thought his name was chuck schumer that is chuck schumer no she said my fellow american she said senator schumer all right it's not peter schumer Leader Schumer. Leader Schumer. Yeah. Oh, you gotta like that language. That okay. is some real Nazi shit. Yeah. All right. Well, Great there you leader. have it. Okay. The, the six flags, by the way. Six flags, one podium. What do you mean? She's one. Count the American flags behind them. That they put up six flags. They put up six flags. They only brought one podium. That feels like a a, a bonkers. Um, you right. know, like like metrics. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, your yeah. ratio is just off there. Yeah. Maybe that's part of what made it look so so weird. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah, you guys couldn't afford two podiums? Are we that broke? <laughs> I mean, the government isn't a shutdown. I think they brought this podium from home. Right. Okay, so now I want to play a video of the first time that Trump got together with uh, Chuck and uh, Nancy Pelosi, and he's talking about the wall. And so if you could take this video to uh, two minutes and 30 seconds. Uh, a lot of wall when you include the renovation of existing fences and walls. We've uh, renovated a tremendous amount. And we've done a lot of work in San Diego. With All right, you can pause it there. Right. Uh, and there's also a moment, if you guys follow along at home in minute four, where he literally, he puts his hands out like the wall is an ass that he's going to grab and put his into his face. <laughs> he's talking about wall like it's something he can put his dick into. <laughs> Dude, he wants to fuck that wall. He's like, wow, it's, it's a great wall. You Wall everywhere. We're going to build the wall. It's it, it okay. Then they had a later meeting. So this was the first meeting that they had. They had a meeting today where he thought he was going to show up and negotiate. They weren't ready to negotiate, and he just got up and went bye bye, <laughs> <laughs> which he can't not love. That's the that's the part about Trump where he pulls shit like that, and you just gotta love it. And then here was his other move for negotiating, which I love, is he showed up with candy bars to try and kick off the negotiations. And so we're now going to phone a candy bar expert to give his analysis of if the candy bars contributed, if he brought the right bars, what would be the right bars for uh, negotiating? Unfortunately, the president just got up and walked out. <laughs> you can play this. You can play that. Uh, he asked uh, Speaker Pelosi, will you agree to my wall? She said no. And he just got up and said, then we have nothing to discuss. And he just walked out. Again, we saw a temper tantrum because he couldn't get his way and he just walked out of the meeting. All right, put him um, on. I asked Candy him expert. to open up the government. Hello? Yeah. Yo, Safe. What's up, buddy? Robbie. How you doing? I'm doing well. I miss you. I wish you were here for this episode. We covered all sorts of uh, disgusting topics uh, having to do with the Alexandria Arcasia Cortez's body. Uh, hopefully, we can get you back in studio soon. But when epic events happen in politics that intersect with food and candy bars specifically, this is a moment for your expertise. Yeah, this, uh, I'm on the front lines of this. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I know that you took your time. You did a full analysis. So please enlighten us. What do you got for us? So uh, every, everyone's aware of uh, what uh, Trump did here, right? You uh, well, already got into that or no? Well, we, give us the facts. We want the full report. I don't. I, all I have is uh, just what the candy bars he brought. I don't know anything else. All right. So he shows you, up. You get us up to you get us up to speed on the the politics. I'll uh, okay. So he I'll shows talk up about with uh, which candy he brought. We're we're more than I think we're close to two weeks into government shutdown. 
you know, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Donald Trump, they're all getting on the news. They're doing their own reports. They're talking about how the other one's at fault. They finally, they get together. It's going to be the big negotiation. And we've said it before, Trump, he likes to set up his negotiations around food. Last time when he got together with the guy from North Korea, um, it was like the, they had the perfect mix of Asian food with American food. If it was up to Trump, you know, his big thing is, uh, it's 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 rice products and so this time he showed up with candy bars and we're questioning if these were the right candy bars to get the job done so you take it from here absolutely not he the four <laughs> candy bars that he brought were it was a baby ruth which already is, some, all right which off hold the, on hold on hold on let bat. me just present the four don't, let me don't present offend the four. me with your baby ruth like at least bring a fucking snickers like you're being offensive with the baby ruth that's the poor man snickers so yeah, he, he the thing is, he brought a baby Ruth. He got he brought some Skittles. He brought some M and M's and some Butterfingers. Firstly, Skittles for that's just that's just some bullshit. Firstly, Skittles don't mix well with M and M's. You got to go one or the other. You got to commit. That's like a no, pro, I, that's I, almost pro immigration. <laughs> mixing <laughs> Skittles together with M and M's. The thing with those two though yeah. are you know, you can't you can't be dishing out candy at a meeting of this sort with that have so many little pieces. Right, right. You gotta, right. you gotta, you gotta bring a candy. You gotta bring in the full size candy bars. It's just not good for a meeting to have, you know, loose candy, you know, going all around. And the baby Ruth, you said it's, it's the, it's the Snickers. It's a poor man's Snickers. It's also a candy bar that probably was big in the 1920s. It's candy of the past. It's not I mean, going to really do back, anything. Back when America was still great. That's what he's trying to remind people <laughs> of, of like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Butterfinger. So then, then the Butterfinger. Yeah, you got you, you, bringing the Butterfinger. I, I feel like that's definitely foreshadowing of what eventually happened at this meeting. Where don't lay a finger on my Butterfinger. No, they just dropped the ball on getting any anyone to agree to anything, and he just allowed it. Just I don't know. Also, Butterfinger yeah. is a bad negotiating candy bar because. Uh, it can kind of get stuck to your teeth. I love Butterfinger. Butterfinger might be one of my favorite candy bars, but if you're eating one of the full ones, not the snack size one, the full one, it kind of gets like stuck under molars a little bit. You got to like, kind of sit in the meeting and poke at your teeth with your tongue. You know what I mean? It's good if you're oh, bored. When it, when, it gets in, when it gets in the back of your teeth also, it kind of like... That's what I'm saying. Into the... Oh, yeah, like... Yeah. It, it, it it's gets, a good it's a good being bored food. It's not a good food if you have to actually say something important. <laughs> Yeah, it, it gives you like a thirty minutes after eating them, like uh, <laughs> picking it out of your teeth and and keeping you busy. Then, y- Yosef, but, uh, Yosef, Mike Harrington here. Any word on whether or not <laughs> Chuck Schumer or Nancy Pelosi is diabetic? Uh, I have not heard any reports of this. Um, well, I I'm know not that, uh, that it's not Na- true. But Nancy Pelosi lives off of uh, baby's blood, so. <laughs> <laughs> and uh does she use it as a condiment or is that just no like no the, that's that's instead it, of water no no she she sucks it right right from the source right from the baby <laughs> oh oh <laughs> like and raw she, milk she feeds it, no, she, raw. she feeds every three days and it just deflates like a balloon until there's nothing left and you know they bury it in the nevada <laughs> desert um and as for chuck i i you know i feel like if you gave that guy a candy bar he would just stroke out like he already looks like he's one blink away from a stroke <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's uh all right but Any, uh 
Okay, so now oh, let me I, ask you this. I got, I got tons more. Okay. Uh, well, my next question for you is... I've never been is, more prepared for, for anything in my life than, than this talk. Well, my next question is, if you're showing up to negotiations, what candy bars would you say are the right candy bars to get everyone into, the, into a good mood? So, I, initially, what I thought was, you know, he's Trump. He's got to own the 100 grand bar. Yeah. That's just the Trump way. No, it's too cheap. It's you would need the, the, the hundred million bar, you know? hundred grand. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, he, he's all about the, the golden, shiny, money flaunting. Do they still make it seems like an do they still it make seems like a no brainer. I feel like oh, Trump I feel of like course tr- they do. I feel like oh, yeah. Trump would be a big whatchamacallit fan. You think? I think so. There's something about the the color to the to the candy wrapper. It's ambiguousness, loud mouth at the same time. All right, no one agrees with right. me. That's okay. I feel no, like... I, I don't agree with you on that. That that didn't even cross my radar. But more on the hundred grand. Okay. It, it, it initially it seems like the the no brainer choice. You know, you pass it out to the, all the constituents, and also it's I don't know if you you enjoy a hundred grand bar. I think it's one of the best candy bars out Ooh, there. Ooh, hot take. It's, it's Hot it's take. like a crunch bar fucked a caramello. I wouldn't even... And what could be wrong with that? I don't eat candy bars that often. I'm more of a cake and cookie guy. I think the fans know that. No, that's, that's well documented, Robbie. <laughs> but <laughs> if for some reason I'm grabbing a candy bar, um, which is not too often, 100 grand is definitely not it. Definitely not. Oh, really? It's yeah, not even in your rotation? Not even on my radar of, hey, like... Because that's it's, it's kind of under the radar in that way, where it's, uh, you know, like... I feel like it's it's not one of the highly promoted ones. It's uh whenever but the thing is like whenever it's in one of those like uh fun size variety packs, there there are also very few of them and they're kinda highly sought after. You know what I'm showing up to a negotiation with is uh the little pack of the Mr. Good Bar, the the crackle and the Hershey classic. That puts that's ev- just a classic thing. That, that puts like, everyone you know, in a good like, mood. Yeah, that's that's it's all more inclusive. like you know but that's not gonna. That's not gonna excite anyone. No, if you're like, trying to like, if you're trying to like, you know, get people to get behind your, I don't know, ideas or plans or whatever the fuck he's doing, uh, you know, like people are gonna be happy with that, but they're, it's not, they're not gonna go crazy over it. All right. So, what additional thoughts did he have for us on this fiasco of Donald Trump showing up with the wrong candy bars to negotiate? Well, do you want me to continue on the hundred grand bar because I got more on that? Yes, <laughs> and then I have the perfect one. Okay, the, the, lay it on us. What do you want to go with first? Give me more on the hundred grand, and then give me the uh, the ultimate bar for negotiating. So, you know, the thing is, I feel like Trump's so out of touch with everything. He probably actually thought that a hundred grand bar cost a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and he probably and he nixed it. Yeah, because. You know, like he was probably looking at it that he might be bribing, you know, these people or that it's hush money. You know, like he, he has to stay away from that stuff now. Right, right. Because now he's legitimate he, he has politician. To put on his, 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 his good hat. You know what I think? And, um, you know what I think Trump thinks with these things? You know, sometimes like you're on a drug and if someone else is on that same drug, you kind of have a vibe uh-huh. going. They see things your way. I think he thinks yeah. if before these negotiations, he can just get these people to eat some mayonnaise and rice and then follow it up with some candy bars. <laughs> It would just click for them. They would be like, fuck yeah, we need a wall. I don't feel safe without a wall. 
like, it just all makes sense. This is, yeah. This is, what, this is what gets me through uh, exactly. <laughs> the beginning of the day. If they just. On a if, fucking chocolate. <laughs> if they just had the same apple pie followed by mayonnaise, rice, and candy bars, they would get it. It's just they're not getting it, you know? It's like going on an ayahuasca trip and seeing things a little more clearly. All right. So let us know what is the ultimate candy bar that Trump needs to show up if he wants to be winning these negotiations. You think you think I'm just going to lay it on you? No, I, you know, uh, I'm going to uh, tease it a bit. Okay. I'm going to count out a few other candy bars. You all know, right, like all right. you said the the snack pack of the Mr. Good bar, the Hershey's and the whatever the red one is, the Heritage, crackle. Crackle. Be- before you we know, like, take, Heritage, you know, how, much, again, how much how much trouble are we going to get him for running late here? Yeah. All right, fuck it. Continue. Go. Um Along those lines, you know, like you got your Twix, you got your Snickers, Hershey's Bar, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Those are all solid options. Those are great candy bars, but it's really not going to rile anybody up. Like it's no one's no one's going to say, "Oh, guess what? Trump brought some Reese's Peanut Butter Cups." I changed all my and, and it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, like it's just way too common. Yeah, you know, they're they're advertised, they're commercials for Twix and for Snickers and shit like. No one's going to get bent out of shape over that if he brings it. Okay. Um, but uh, here, you ready for uh, the winner? Yeah, yeah. So uh, the winner is, after much research, much analysis, much weeding through. <laughs> You're really milking every, here. I love it. This is edging at its Every finest. fucking candy bar imaginable. This guy must be so good I, at foreplay. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> you know, I, like the way I said, I don't do sides. That's where I shine, I get Robbie. right to the that fucking where chase. I, shine. I mean... <laughs> the only thing Yosef likes eating more than candy is pussy. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the, the ten minutes of removing panties before he even gets there. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to ruin the build-up here. You can go again. Go for it. You want some more foreplay? Yeah, yeah. It, for. Yeah, yeah. It was working. Tease me. So, uh, so the candy bar that's not going to cause any fuss it's not a boring choice, but it also won't be turned down by anyone, and people get a little excited. It's the uh, Take 5. Ooh, I like it. I it's like the take it. Take 5. Can I that tell you? That candy bar, I, it has it all. It has it all. It's the perfect candy bar. I'm and it's al- also the perfect way to reach across the aisle <laughs> for a bipartisan choice. What it's I like. chocolate. Yeah. Hold on. Well, let's, uh, what has it got? It's got five things, right? The Take 5. It's got chocolate. It's got peanut butter. It's got pretzel, caramel, and peanuts. You, know, you, you, you can't you can't get upset about that. You know what Just I love? A great fucking candy bar. You know what? Let's a, hear a take five to me. I'm going to say something really controversial here. Is almost Uh-oh. closer to a chocolate covered pretzel than it is a candy bar. It's still a candy bar. Yeah, it, it's in the candy bar category, but. Uh, I, I take five. Can I, I? Is it a more recent candy bar release? Because the first exposure yes. I had to it was two years ago in a sales office. Someone was telling me this is the greatest. And I was like, "Get the fuck out of here! I'm a fat guy. I know the best candy bars. I never even heard of this thing. What is this ripoff exactly. bullshit candy bar that you're telling me about?" And I took one bite. And I was like, "Fuck, that's good." Yeah, it's 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 fucking great, and also it's also fairly uncommon. You know, like yeah. there's no real advertisements for it. You can't really. It's not like on the front lines of the the top shelf uh, candy bars at a at a gas it's station or bodega. Uh, it, it, you kind of have to search around for it. it it's they it's on it, the it, second or third level. They also, from a branding perspective, they gave it a terrible name. They just kind of were like, "Fuck it, it's got oh, five I, things in it." No, I di- I disagree, Robbie. 
All right. I, I totally disagree. And it's actually perfect for this event that, that Trump uh, coordinated with his, his candy bar. Because it's all about that bag of these, these things are great when they come together, but only if they're contained by the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. But uh, I think it's perfect because the take five, you know, he, all he's got to do, he's a salesman. He's got to walk in with his fucking bag of take fives. And he's got to say, guys, and I don't do a good Trump. I'll, I'll leave that to the master, Robbie. Um, he's just going to say, guys, let's just take five minutes. Let's settle the fuck down and let's come to an agreement on this bullshit. It's just, it's just a perfect segue. Then he starts tossing take fives all over the fucking place. I like it. All right, Harrington, you had a thought on that? I mean, my only issue with it is that I think that Trump is still confused and afraid of, like, peanut butter M&M. So any candy bar that came out after 1973, I think is completely off his radar. Well, that's, that's clear because of him busting out the baby Ruth. Yeah, what a scumbag. Well, I, I would have thought Skittles... There probably hasn't been a new baby Ruth created since 1942. I would have thought Skittles are more recent. Then is Skittles, is Skittles an old school candy? What? I'm asking. Robbie, Skittles dates back to like cowboy times. Oh, all right. What do I know? Okay. So moving on, Yosef, hang out with us. Um, unless sure. you, you got to get off the line or you can hang out for a bit. Oh, no. Okay, cool. Uh, I got all day long. Awesome. Okay. So the first concession that came from Trump was first is when he was talking about building the wall for a while, he was talking about concrete. Now he's saying that they're planning a steel barrier. It's both stronger and less obtrusive. So the difference is, as opposed to like one flat wall, you get kind of like the steel beams. And uh, I also think it's nicer because that way, even once they put up the wall, the Mexicans can still see what they're missing out on. <laughs> All right. And now continuing with our analysis. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you. Harrington just gave me a look like, go fuck yourself. Um, okay. So, uh, the government shut down over all of these negotiations and non-essential employees. We're going to go through some of the government services that have been shut down. And so the first is if you're a government worker under the category of non-essential employees, you're sent home and experts were saying that that's demoralizing, you know, now, you know, oh, that you're. Be. Yeah, but I think the opposite, Mr. Feldstein. I actually think that's the best thing ever because then when you go back to work, you don't really have to work. You know, like they've already said you're not essential. <laughs> like clearly your job's you not have an out. Yeah, your job's not that important. Like if you tell me I'm not essential and then I come back to work, I'm not fucking doing any work. Or you're just doing like just tiny bits of work and being like, that's all you're going to fucking get. Yeah, that's, that's all it. you're getting out of me. I'm not essential. I'm not essential. I'm not essential. <laughs> you know, well, how, how quickly do you think I'm going to work on these non-essential tasks? Fair. Yeah. Well, uh, they're going to be so backlogged with, like, non-essential work <laughs> that they're just <laughs> there's going to be so, so much fucking work to do for these these slackers. Yeah, you just, like, you just brush it under the, the rug. Uh, <laughs> but, like, I, I've read things where, like, you know, people during this government shutdown are volunteering their times going in and cleaning up the park system. It's almost like people would take care of things voluntarily if we didn't have a government. Well, here's what's crazy about that. Um, the people that are cleaning up the park, it's because they have a business that requires the park. And so, right. no, 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 I, I, it's not that there's such, Very, like, uh, no, it's crucial not, to their... no, but the point is, if those parks were privatized, 
there you know what i mean like people that wanted to use the park would pay for it and people would clean it this blew my mind once like all these national parks that you think like oh my god there's these national parks look at this thing that the government did for us it was because the uh like the the pacific railroad i think that was like the big railroad at that time it was uh, the pacific railroad bribed the government to create these national parks that they could have destinations that they could railroad people to i also assume it was so that they couldn't have competing companies build railroads to those areas that could be, I'm just saying it wasn't like the goodwill of the government that they're like, Hey, we want to give people these parks. It was because a private company had a monopoly and they wanted like, that's it. A, a private company lobbied the government to create these destinations so that they could have, make the money bringing people. I feel like a big part of that too, though, was Teddy Roosevelt just being like, I want a place to hunt things. <laughs> that's crazy. The last time I was at the, uh, museum of natural history, it's basically just a museum of things that Roosevelt killed. <laughs> it's a, trophy room that's all it is <laughs> um and then this went out by accidentally this was a washington post article but government furloughed workers um like basically like they sent out a thing of recommendations for what you should do while you don't have your paychecks and it said that they advised people to ask their landlords about the possibility of trading services to perform maintenance e.g painting carpentry work in exchange of rent payments which is one step away of like just have your wife suck their dick like <laughs> I mean, that's not really an option of what landlord, you know what I mean? You got to, you got to make rent. This is crazy. This is crazy. I was reading an article. There was a CNN article about people were talking about, um, how fucked they are. Like they, people spent money moving to places for their government jobs and now they're in debt and they can't make rent this month. Do you think some of these people, like, I guess when they get their job back, you have to start looking for other jobs. I assume who has a government job now that feels like they have a reliable paycheck. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, this seems like it's standard that the government shuts down every once in a while. That's, you know, that's how my dad always, uh, you know, justified being a cop. He's like, yeah, you know, your check's never going to bounce. Right. That's the that's the big advantage of the government jobs is that you feel like there's the stability of it. Um, all right. So I want to go through some of the government services that shut well, down. Actually, yeah. Actually, the people who are non-essential government employees are probably looking for jobs to be essential government employees. <laughs> no, or they're thinking, where else can I get a job where I can still be considered non-essential? You know? <laughs> they're, they're sitting at the interview. <laughs> that doesn't like, shut down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, listen, I'm a little bit inept, and I really want a job that pays me money, but I don't really want anyone relying on me fully, so if you have, like, any non-essential roles around here... <laughs> You're describing my career <laughs> trajectory, <laughs> Robbie <laughs> Bernstein. They're like, that fucking shit doesn't exist outside of the government. Yeah. I, like, I, I want, I want the paycheck. Networks. I want the paycheck. Just nothing, nothing essential. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you got some, you got some winners and losers in this shutdown. Um, so the first is you can't get legally married in Washington, DC right now, which is great for anyone who like dudes who just really didn't want to get married. <laughs> or if you had that chick who forever, like, it, you know, is just been giving you shit of when are we going to get married? You read this and then you, that, that day you're like, honey, let's go, let's go. Come on right now. Let's go. And it's a bad omen. You know, that's it. All right. So that's a winner. Here's the biggest loser. The biggest potential loser is that the IPO market, there's a freeze on it. So here's just a theoretical. Let's say you're an Uber. Uber's affected by this. Let's say your evaluation right now is incredible and something happens to the economy before the IPO market opens back up or someone develops a new technology that your IPO is obsolete. You could lose a shit. You know what I mean? Like you time when you're going to go to market for your IPO and that's your moment to cash in on a lot of hard work and building a company. The fact that the government's down and is delaying it 
you could theoretically lose air. You know, that's that sucks. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, Joseph. Still, I uh, have a comment on this. The market's going to dictate, you know, what it is, anyways. Right. If they're able to IPO today, and then well, the market collapses in two weeks. It's still going to collapse. Well, no. Here's the theoretical: you know, if you're the stock, if you, but if you IPO, let's say you're Facebook, right? And let's just say, as a theoretical, uh, you never had any of this government stuff about data and blah 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 blah. You know all that shit, right? And you were going to IPO today, so you might be at a hundred dollars share valuation. Now, let's say you know tomorrow the government comes out and goes, "Hey, we're doing an investigation into Facebook because of uh, Cambridge Analytica or whatever." So now your stock might go to market at sixty dollars a share. So if you were supposed to go to market on one day and then the government shuts down and you're not able to go to market for a month and something changes in the course of the month that's going to affect your valuation, that sucks. No, but that—that's what I'm saying. You're still gonna. As as long as that news event is is going to happen at some point, it doesn't matter if. You're no, because actually... I thought I thought you um you know if you're the owner of a company and you you start selling stock, so sometimes aren't you somewhat cashing in because you you'll sell some of your shares? Isn't that what you do? If I go to market, let's just say me and Harrington owned the Run Your Mouth stock company, and it was uh we go oh, to- hold on <laughs> what <laughs> and I don't own any of it. Well, no, because you're. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you got you get you get aftermarket equity. We get, we let you in on the uh, friends and family investment round with the. Uh, oh, <laughs> hold the fuck on! Backtrack here. <laughs> wait, what are Let's... those? What are those shares hold on, called? Wait, wait, wait. Help me with my finance knowledge. What are those shares called? The ones that pay interest. Dividends? No, 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 not the dividends. There's like the other. Like when sometimes, all right, whatever. We don't have Bond? to. Do a, we don't have to do a finance class. Yo, safe. It was a bad example. Let's move on. Preferred here's, stock. Yes, preferred yeah, stock. Yeah, you Thank better you. fucking move on. Okay. Uh, here's another winner. Terrible example. <laughs> here's another winner. The EPA. Uh, so they're shutting down, which means, and they're not like running uh some like their on-site uh you know facility inspections and that kind of shit. So if you're unscrupulous, here's your chance to just dump. To just dump. What are you saying? We gotta end the episode. Let's go. Let's. I. I can. Let's do five more minutes. I got. We can wrap in five minutes. Okay. Um. All right. So now, here's how inefficient shutdowns are. So, firstly, is they waste a shit ton of money because all these people who aren't working, they end up getting paid. So, in the last shutdown, um, in 2013, which was only a 16-day government shutdown, the country lost 24 billion dollars of less lost economic activity. So that's not actually money sent out; it's lost economic activity. Um, the actual money that they had to spend on employees, I don't have in front of me, but I think it was $3 billion. So let's understand a waste cash because basically all these people, they don't work and then they come back to work. They get paid for all the time that they weren't there. Uh, it's $2.5 billion. That was the amount of money that was paid for employees for not working. Now here's the next crazy thing. The government shut down 20 times since 1976. Usually it like is just over a weekend. Um, in 2013, it was a 16 day hiatus. Um, 1995 to 1996, it was a 26 day hiatus. Uh, but it seems to become a more regular occurrence. Now here's my next question I pose for you is, is there even a point to this debt ceiling? So the debt ceiling back in the 1970s, um, has basically grown from like zero 
to 22 wait to it, it's basically at around 20 trillion if you look at the chart of this thing it's just like an upward it's an upward line it looks like my erection after a blue chew that's what it looks like it's got a nice curve to it it heads it heads north that's what we're looking at here in terms of a chart so it, it's kind of like a ridiculous thing that they even have this debt ceiling uh we're flying through some shit here but here's the last thing i want to say so here's basically what happens every single time you get to this ceiling. You got your limit. You go, all right, if we get above this limit, we're totally fucked. And then they can't figure out what to do. So what do you think they usually do when they hit this debt ceiling and they're not sure what to do? You guys want to take any guesses? Raise it. Not bad. Not bad. Yosef, you want to take a guess? Uh, No. All right, so usually um, the line still, still pissed off that I'm not uh, <laughs> part of uh, the run your mouth. I was just, ownership I, was just group. Throw, I was just throwing an example to the wind. What, what do you think? We started this on your living room couch and pissed off your wife while she was pregnant. What, what are you thinking here? Okay, <laughs> they pass something called continuing resolutions. Uh, that's what they'll do. They'll go, hey, we can't, we can't decide here. We're at our debt limit, so we're just going to keep on spending. We're not going to have a debt limit. We're just going to play, uh, have a continuing resolution until we can figure this out. So some people have even proposed that we run into these situations that these government shutdowns are so inefficient, we should create something called automatic continuing resolutions. That if they can't make a decision, they just automatically pass what would be a continuing resolution. Now the whole concept of a continuing resolution is kind of cartoonish to me because basically. Basically, you can't resolve the situation, and so you resolve it by just saying, well, we're going to continuously resolve it. Like, it's the best way. It's like you're at your job. You can't you, you can't figure out how to do your job. You just go automatically. You're just not going to have to deal with it. You, you guys are getting how ridiculous this is? Yeah, I hate the government. Okay, it's like we have a problem we can't handle but we've committed ourselves to automatically allowing this to continuously resolve itself. That's basically what they're saying. And you go, well, how are you going to resolve it? Well, we're going to spend more money. And then it's like, well, I don't get it. Isn't the whole problem that we're out of money? You're like, no, we're more than out of money. Like we're, we're beyond being out of money. Uh, and so I don't know it, to me, this, this whole thing's ridiculous. I think what we need to do is they need to, and they've, they've talked about it before. They need to pass a balanced budget amendment. It should be in the constitution that the government should not be allowed to run a debt at all. It, uh, it is what fuels all the corruption of this country. It creates per perverse incentives to spend while you're in power because the bill is due for later people. And uh, I think anyone who listens to the show can understand how cartoonish this whole debt thing is. And we are over our time. Yosef, thank you so much for calling in for the candy bar analysis. Uh, Absolutely. Um, you know, we'll see if we can restructure things around here to maybe get you some equity. I understand why you're upset. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're, you're going to have a meeting of yeah. the higher up. No, we're going to have, don't worry. We have a continuing resolution going on this. So, uh, <laughs> we'll all be fixed soon enough. <laughs> all right. Thanks so much, buddy. Have a great night. Later. All right. Bye.